Hey, Jamesy, rock it, man. I know you will. music up it's time for unspoken requests episode number five wow what a start to the show hold on keep talking all right hey <laughs> that doesn't make sense what doesn't hold on keep talking <laughs> i'm holding on to the mic and i'm talking hey i'm here with i'm jerry cheek this is mike adams we're here what what's so funny no you're right you're you're right yeah i'm right you're jared cheek this is mike adams <laughs> That's Mike. You're Mike Adams. Yes, I'm Jared Chief. What a what a what a start to the show. If you're still with us, we're still with you. Well, I I think it's something that we, you know, we've been doing this a while now. This is our fifth episode, and I think it's safe to say that each episode we start as strong as possible. That's right. Uh, just to make sure we're giving the fans what they want. Exactly. We want to. Maybe we start off with uh, you know, a nice song and then a uh, some uh, uh, Christian acapella uh-huh. followed up by a uh, not just Christian acapella, song of some Christian uh, acapella New Jack Swing. <laughs> yeah. Followed up by some uh, a horrific tale told by the point of view of the uh, baby being born as her mother passes on. Wow. So that was not a pro-life tune. That was something else. Oh, it was just like... Just uh, yeah, a sad I, don't, song. I don't think it was either way, yeah. Okay. Just a regular old sad song. Yeah. Uh, we started off the show with uh, Junior Mendez with the song Rio Sinal Verde. Have you heard the Senior Mendez stuff? No. Oh, it's really good. I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so what the heck did we hear after that? What was that? AVB. The Acapella Vocal Band. Okay. AVB. That was... So... AVB uh, were the, 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 like, augmentation backup group for Acapella. You guys are familiar with Acapella. Uh, the uh, Acapella group. They're called, called Acapella. Acapella. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> Carmen's... You're on. Is this the Carmen San Diego band? No, but very similar. That's Rockapella. That's Rockapella. Rock okay, yeah. sorry. Who's that in the studio? That's our guest. <laughs> Zach Melton, everybody. Let's have welcome. a round of applause welcome for Zach, Zach Melton. Melton. He's here all the way from Iceland. That's right. The land. He come from the land of the ice. Welcome to the <laughs> show, Zach. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like the, it's like that uh, Def Leppard song. Just kidding. Hey, what's your Led Zeppelin story with your dad? I really like hearing that. Oh, my brother and I were like 13 to 15 years old or so. And uh, we had a little like practice space in our house that doubled. It was like our video game room, also where we played music. And also about a quarter of the room or a third of the room was my mom's hair salon. And there was a couch out there. We were just goofing off one day. And uh, uh, we'd been having band practice. Afterward, we were just kind of hanging around, goofing around. And uh, my brother was on the couch, like, playing air guitar and, like, bopping on the couch. And my dad just opens the door and all he says is, Hey, Led Zeppelin, quit jumping on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) They shut the door and disappeared. 
<laughs> I loved it. Uh, I really like that. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, Zach Melton is joining us. That's right. That's a good good segue into yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get into who Zach is and why he's here. Oh yeah, we got a lot of the two hours of unspoken requests mm-hmm. tonight. Thanks for joining us, as always. Uh, so, Mike and I both share a uh, sordid past involving uh, listening to Christian music of yesteryear as youths, but uh, AVB was never on my radar. Oh, really? That's what I missed out on, yeah. Yeah, too bad. Until I so, met you. the album before that one, what we heard was a, a song from an album called What's Your Tag Say? Uh, which the, is the title track from What's Your Tag Say is about... Um, three uh, minutes? Yeah, three and a half minutes or so. But it's about um, what uh, what brand of clothes you're wearing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the, a lot of the song... I played it for my wife this week, actually. And a lot of the song is just them listing clothing brands. And then they're, then the point of the song is don't judge people by the clothes they're wearing. Judge them by what's inside. Judge them by w- which country they were made in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Speaking of clothes, what's funny, we didn't plan this. All three of us uh, showed up to the studio today in the same uh, orange t-shirt. The the Reese's knockoff. This is Jesus instead of Reese's. We uh-huh. all wore that today. That's a weird coincidence. I just dug mine out of the attic with my AVB CD. <laughs> I, I take mine, you know, every country I visit, I've got to yeah. show it off. got to spread the word. Yeah. yeah. All right, after that, we heard <laughs> Mommy and Well, hold me. on. No, I oh. didn't. I didn't finish. Oh um, <laughs> Sorry. So, what's your tag say? Oh, the sure. whole album is pretty uh, subversive. Like that song that we heard is called "Legalistic Tendencies," and uh, that whole song is about uh, you know people not loving one another but caring about the rules too much. And then there's songs on the album that are just about. Uh, there's one song called um, "Growing Up with King James," mm. as in the the King James Bible. And the entire point of the song is uh, the King James Bible is not the only version of the Bible. There's lots of good versions of the Bible out there. So you KJV exclusive people got it wrong. That's just wow. some English translation that's all mixed up and weird. And that's not the, it's not the true word of God. They prefer the uh, youth street Bible. They Well, perhaps <laughs> they don't uh, mention a particular translation they like. They're just like, it's... It's not the KJV. So, uh, plenty of ichthus in the sea. You know, they, were, they, they, <laughs> they kept writing these books, you know, and adding them to the Bible. Oh. Uh, who's to say we can't write a new one? And, and like, submit that to, uh... God himself. Yeah, be like, <laughs> hey, is this cool to add this? And he'll say... No, Jared. But, like, just read it. And, like, maybe have some, like, writer buddies have punch re- it up. And, uh... <laughs> You know, punch it up. You know, just just to clear up some things, type some loose ends, just like mm-hmm. one more book. Yeah, that might be all we need. Get like, uh, you know, today's br- best and brightest thinkers in a room together. Malcolm Gladwell. Uh huh. Get him in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> um, Let's put our all-star writing team together. Yeah. Um, uh, Pizza Rat. Everybody. Just kidding about Pizza Rat. It's just a rat. <laughs> I don't think he writes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the AVB album before that was called Song in My Soul. Okay. And it's just uh, like praise and worship music. Nice 
great uh, kind of like up tempo acapella arrangements, you know. But they they took a real hard left and intentionally focused on the youth market with the next two albums, uh, and uh, they. Uh, what, uh, I've lost my train of thought. Jared distracted I just me. He started playing down. with a robot. The studio's too hot. <laughs> the hot too hot. Anyway, they went hard for the youth market, started doing more of like a New Jack... Uh, 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 boys to men kind of thing. And got, and then that's when the message started getting all diluted. And uh, then they, they fell off the face of the earth. You don't hear from them anymore. Speaking people you don't hear from anymore. After that, we heard Abigail Lincoln with Mommy and Me. A harrowing tale of a mother dying from the perspective of the newborn child. What a song. How did you what find that? Song. So that is on the Soul Deep label, uh, which only had like a dozen releases or so. I found out about this label... Because um, it's, you know, that, that Joe E record? Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. Frederick sure. Michael St. Jude. Um, this was a uh, label down south that uh, would produce songs. They like a you know, production team in there. They would record them, play the backing tracks and stuff. And uh, eventually, you know, went out of business one day. Some weird tax stuff. Who knows? All the stuff ended up in a dumpster and they split town. But uh, I was interested to find out what other releases were on yeah. the label. And this is one of them. The only song I could... Uh, as far as I know, it's her only... Uh, her only recording. Abigail Lincoln's. At least on Discogs.com. <coughs> it's her only song she ever recorded. This Abigail Lincoln. This Mommy and Me song. And Surprise so I the, tracked it down. Yeah. And uh, that was that. Surprised that's all she had. They didn't <laughs> ring ring more out of that. Yeah, that was pretty moving. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Uh, while we're on the subject, or while we were on the subject and we are no longer, but I'm going to take us back to the subject of um, Christian music, obscure Christian music. Uh, I was also a fan growing up of a, a group called the Isaacs, right? Mm. Sonia Isaacs may have the most beautiful voice I've ever heard. You've uh, showed them to me before. Uh, they are great. They're yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Bl- uh, kind of a country bluegrass southern gospel thing going on. Uh, I recently read The Matriarch of the Family, Lily Isaacs. I recently read her autobiography. Really? Yeah. And it was very good, actually. <laughs> I was expecting it to be bad, <laughs> frankly, yeah. to be if I'm going to be honest while we're talking She's about She's a good writer. Uh, Should we get her in the... Let's get her in our hand with Neil and uh, who else? Uh, Malcolm Gladwell and Pizza Rat and Lily Isaacs. Uh, But I learned in the uh, book, is that what it was? It was a book um, that she, in the 60s, before she was involved in uh, southern-tinged Christian music, um, she was a Jewish psych rocker in the 60s as a teen in New York, Greenwich Village. Interesting. And I have one of the tunes to play if you guys want to hear it. Is is there a story of how she got from one place to the next? She was on the road to Damascus. She (laughs) fell off her horse. 
Um, I can't actually remember exactly how she got mixed up with Joe Isaacs. It was through music. This thing was short-lived. It was her and her teenage friend. They were singing in coffee shops and stuff. Recorded one album. They, it's on, like, Columbia, I think. They they uh, signed this major label deal, and they're just, like, folkies, right? Mm-hmm. But then when they make the record, all these studio guys make it into this weird, trippy, psych record. It's strange. And there are these, like, 16, 17-year-old girls singing on this weird, psyched-out stuff. Uh, and then... I think it just didn't go anywhere. Nothing ever happened. And her and her friend kind of did not... I don't know if they had a falling out or if they just kind of went their separate ways and grew apart, whatever. They were teenagers. And so that kind of ended. And then from there, she met Joe Isaacs and then moved to Kentucky and they started their singing family. Uh, that has since fallen apart. Now it's just her and her kids. Uh, Joe Isaacs is out there. He's doing the Bean Blossom circuit while they're on the, you know, the uh, homecoming shows of... Uh, you know, Bill Gaither. The Gaithers. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, here is uh, Lily and Maria from 1968 singing Melt Me. Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. We're joined this week all the way from Iceland, originally from Indiana, Zachary Melton. Zach. Hello. Why the heck are you back in Bloomington? Uh, <clears throat> decided to come home for uh, the holidays. For I've missed the last two Christmases, and it makes my mom very happy when I'm around. Although I have not seen her yet since I've been in Indiana. But. Hmm. Yeah, oh, I've... Yeah, everyone's talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's not, not happy. Uh, no Christmas gifts this year. Uh, yeah, so I came to Bloomington to see some some friends and spent yesterday at Russian Recording making some some tracks, some tunes. Now, which uh, which musical act is this? For? This is uh, for Snack Mountain. That's what you've most recently been up to. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, to say I've been up to it is, is a stretch. So I've been off in another country just, uh, you know, writing papers and stuff. Right. So. Papers. What are you doing over there? What are you studying? He, well, Zach, you may not know this, Jared, yeah. uh, but Zach <laughs> has joined our writing team with Neil Tyson and Malcolm Gladwell <laughs> and Lily I mean, Isaacs. That's what I've been working on. Great. Yeah. The Book of Zach. <laughs> yeah. There is no Book of Zach. I mean, they decided to name it after me, uh, you know. I'm, I'm the best writer yeah, of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm contributing very little, but they, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, let's say for real, you are in Iceland doing yes. whatever I want. <laughs> that is the way to live. That's the way to live life, man. Uh, I moved there in, uh, two years ago. Because you got because of the job. <laughs> I got the job at the sandwich shop. That's right. That's why you moved. They hired me at a, a knockoff Quiznos, so I moved to Iceland to, to fulfill that dream. What's it called? The the sandwich shop. Yeah, Nonabiti. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, the pet name 
or the nickname for Yon, instead of John, you know, you would say Johnny. Okay. For Yon, it's Noni. Oh, okay. So this is Noni's Bites. Noni's, you know, late night bites sort of thing. My boss is named Yon. So So while you're over there working at the sandwich shop, you realize there's a school there. Uh Uh-huh. Tell us about how you got hooked up with that. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I, uh, applied to go to grad school at Hauskoli Islands. Or University of Iceland. For oh sure, sure. Uh, I knew what you English meant, but I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to study Viking and medieval Norse studies, and I graduated in May with my master's with distinction. Congratulations! Wow, we nine yeah. point one in the whatever you know how they grade stuff over there. The Richter scale. Yeah. <laughs> I really, yeah, I really caused a caused a scene. Uh, and then, yeah, went immediately into PhD work. So that's what I'm doing in Iceland. So is it hard uh, when you're studying like um, mythological things like Vikings? Um, what what are the source materials that you have to go to? Since there's no actual history of you know, it's just things that people have made up over yeah. the years. Well, you actually nailed it. Uh, the problem, because I think a lot of us went there thinking, oh, we're just going to learn about Vikings. It's going to be history. You know, and they basically say, uh, "Hey, the only reason we know anything is because these weird things people wrote down in the 13th century. So we're just going to teach you how to figure that out, and then you then it's up to you how you interpret it." Oh, so but, it's like detective work. Yeah. So they teach you old Icelandic, old Norse. Just be like learning like old English. They teach you how to read the manuscripts. They give you literature classes, how to how to understand these things. Uh, and some history stuff, but uh, yeah, and then you just kind of figure out where you belong. Did that take you by surprise? Yeah. So the first meeting, they said the name of the program is Viking and Medieval Norse Studies, and the very first meeting says uh, we just threw the word Viking on there just to get you guys to come. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like a sexy word, you know. They got the, yeah. the show on the History Channel now. And oh, I don't know about that. Oh, there's a there's a television program called Vikings. Oh, so I I don't know how many seasons. I only watched the first season. Okay, and I think it's difficult for uh, people in my field to watch it, and not grumble or sure. criticize or mm-hmm. oh, that was three centuries later. Okay, yeah, uh, you probably have a similar problem with Game of Thrones. Yeah, except it's like boring, so I just stopped watching. Okay. <laughs> Incidentally, yeah, part of Game of Thrones is filmed. Nice, the oh. beyond the wall scenes. I've never seen a five minutes of the show. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I got to season three and I just got bored. And I just stopped. Can you tell through. us everything that happens up to season three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you the quick rundown. Every person that you like uh-huh. will die. Oh, okay. So there's no point. It's like life. It's yeah. just, <laughs> just like life. It's like life. It's like. It should be called the it's game like of that, life. Uh, Abby Lincoln song. Yeah. Yeah. Abby, Mrs. Lincoln, dead. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I'm still thinking about that song. Are you? It's, it's a me. great, it's really great start off. <laughs> yeah. It is a good way to start off a well, late night program. We, it's a good way to get rid of the people who, uh, you know, would otherwise listen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you're, hey, you're with us. That means you. <laughs> that means you can take it. You're, uh, you're yeah. tough enough. Yeah. What are unspoken requests with Jared and Mike fans called? We need a name. You know, do, all the yeah. cool shows have, like the, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, what are the cool shows? Um, the uh, Oprah Heads. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the uh, 
That's for Oprah. Oprah fans. Uh, yeah, yeah, Oprah heads. What do they call people that went on Jerry Springer? Oh. Spring dogs? Spring dogs. I don't know. <laughs> wow. That's, I never heard that. That's good. <laughs> I haven't heard yeah. that either. Oh, okay. I just yeah. made it up at the top of my head. I could tell. Although those are those are television shows. Not oh, so yeah. much radio shows. Yeah. Wait. What we're are Bob not, and Tom t- fans called? I was thinking this is one of those radio shows that you see on TV, like on ESPN. I wondered why you brought these cameras. So this is just an audio show? Yeah. I got all I got all dressed up for nothing. You look great though. That Thanks. orange uh, Jesus shirt <laughs> and those nice slacks. Thanks. Yeah. It's just weird to wear a tie with a t shirt though. But you look good. This bucket half is kind of chafing me. Bucket half. It off. Bucket hat. That's <laughs> it. Bucket half. You do. Uh, I got a real voice for radio. Uh huh. And a face for the movies. Yeah, that's what they say. Anyways, so you're in Iceland. Well, not now. You were in Iceland. Yes. What the heck is it like over there? All we know is Bloomington. That's I know it. they eat rotten fish out of the ground, right? Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. I've tried it. Well, rotten shark. Oh, shark pr- yeah. in particular. Uh, it is not pleasant. Okay. That surprises me. <laughs> I've also been at a party where they had uh, another traditional Icelandic food, which is boiled sheep's head. Whoa. And I watched a guy eat the entire eyeball right off the sheep's Just pop? Pop it right in. Wow. Uh, how soon did he have to go to the emergency room? <laughs> uh, I didn't stick around. That was okay. enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> that was like your Abigail Lincoln song yeah. of, of the party. <laughs> I yeah. was not made of the strong enough stuff <laughs> as the uh, unspoken prayer requests. <laughs> oh, no. Just requesters. We don't pray on this show, right? <laughs> no, not okay. at all. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, I don't know. It's... Not that different. Everybody speaks English, so you don't feel that out of place. Uh, it's extremely laid back. Oh. To to a fault. They have this uh, this saying, which I'll butcher. Please. Uh, which means, yeah, we'll figure it out. And that's how most people, you know, when you want to get your visa, make sure everything's good to you. Eh, we'll get there. Yeah. This summer, they had... Uh, <laughs> Volunteers working at the uh, immigration office, uh-huh. and they weren't actually writing anything on the papers, just writing on post-it notes, then putting that on the papers, because everyone was on vacation. Uh, wow. My, my ex-girlfriend also this summer tried to go to the doctor, and all of the nurses were on holiday. There was no one there. Wow. Yeah. So everyone's just like, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, wow. They were like, she'll just pass the sheep eyeball yeah. <laughs> uh, when the time comes, and she'll exactly. be fine. Hey, that brings us to the next segment on our show. Which that is? is? Let's hold the, turn up the bed music here for this one. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Turn up a little more. Yeah, I am. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks. All right, now, this is where, when we have a guest on, uh, this is the segment of the show where they list every band they've ever played in. Great. So we're gonna play that right now with Zach Melton. Zach from the top. What's the first band you've ever you ever played in? The very first band yeah. I was in. And you have to name them all. And uh, you have one minute to name every band you've ever played <laughs> in. And we're gonna start the clock in just a second. I'm gonna give you time to think about this. You have one minute to name every band you've ever played in. And away we go. Right, go. <clears throat> the Greg and Marcia scandal. Remember the Greg and Marcia scandal. Mm-hmm. Radical Jones, 
The Imperfecto. Uh, Way with Vega. Rodeo Ruby Love. Snack Mountain. Mike Adams at his honest weight. The Dust Collectors. Uh, I think that might be it. I don't remember anything. You else. have 35 seconds left. I'm sure you haven't played in any other bands. <laughs> Nothing else is coming to mind. Oh, I was in a band with you guys for one night that we remembered last time. The Fake Swears. Oh, yeah. That's right. Our one Christmas hit. All right, you're up to 10. 15 seconds left. I played one show in Moorhound with, okay. with Steve, who I think is... He was here last time. Yeah. yeah. He's a friend yeah. of the show. He was on the, the last episode. But I All wouldn't right. say I was in Five seconds left. Though. You're up to 11. That's... Uh, and Time. You're a winner. You got them all. We checked up on the <laughs> we looked at database. Your, we looked at your Wikipedia page oh, before oh, you came over. Yeah, eleven bands. Great job. You were. We're all over the place. This is when when Steve was here. Everything was really, uh, you know, laid out well. You could follow the arc of where the show was going. You hmm. could follow the conversation. I have a feeling this one. It's like an Outback it's, Steakhouse. It's up more in like here. we're bouncing off the walls. We're all over the place. Well, I think we. <clears throat> we set the tone when uh, Jared spilled his coffee all over the computer. That was the, the very first thing that happened today. Was <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Jared came into the studio, took the lid off his coffee, and then just dumped it on the table <laughs> all over everything. I like to shake things up. Yeah. Just to see what would happen if I just poured coffee over the uh, electric. You're experimental equipment. in that way, and I yeah. appreciate it. Uh, so, tying all these things together, Zach, mm-hmm. you were... You spent many years... Mainly playing in bands. That's that's correct. That was kind of your main gig. Yeah. And then that came to an end, and that's when you got into Viking history. Well, I got into it before, while I was in the bands. But yeah, I, uh, academics. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, so maybe we should talk about that transition a little bit. Sure. Because that's your that's your sort of foot in Bloomington, is that yeah. you're here making music. And, exactly. And doing that yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, I moved to Bloomington because Annie moved to and I just did whatever she did for a long time. <laughs> Annie's my sister, married to uh, Jared over here. Yeah, this and, is a family uh, affair. That is not supposed to be on the air. Gulp. She moved to Bloomington to meet the love of her life, Jared G. You know, it was in this very studio where you guys were recording a Rodeo Ruby Love album with Mike Adams engineering. Annie was here. Jared was came here. in, dumped I was his coffee out. on her head. <laughs> yeah, fell in love. Sparks flew. <laughs> no, but really. From, from I the equipment, over, I mean. I was over here hanging over. out. <laughs> I was over here hanging out. And that's how I first uh, started uh, talking. Uh, falling in love. Falling in love. Uh-huh. Right here in this very, yeah. very studio. Mm. Yeah. And we, mm. <clears throat> we made a few records here in this very room. Yeah, that's true. With, with Mike at the helm. There's a, I see a Rodeo Ruby, Rodeo Ruby Love promotional poster with Zach Melton on the wall in this very yeah. studio right there. And uh, what's your favorite? What, what Rodeo Ruby Love song are you most proud of? Oh, that's a good question. Am I most proud of? Yeah, if you if you like, were you know, uh, at the uh, you know the Zach Melton Memorial Service <laughs> played live uh, on CNN, uh, what song would you like them to play as they're lowering your con- co- coffin into the ground? Well, I wouldn't want this played. Uh, okay. While I'm being lowered into the ground, but okay. the one I'm most proud of is a, is a strange one from uh, a, a record that the other guys and gals in the band do not like at all. They don't uh, like the song or the record. Both. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was from the from the Honest to God EP that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, <laughs> Jared's playing with the robot again. <laughs> and uh, I uh, I wrote this song called "Give Us What We Want," and I gave it to the fellas without really knowing what it was going to turn out. And we just went to the studio, and it turned out really nice. And actually, Mike sang on it. Oh yeah, yeah with. Yeah. Uh, also featuring my gospel choir director, Kalicia Hazelwood, who I had a major crush on. And uh, yeah, it turned out really fun uh, because I just had, I had no plan for it and it just, it worked out. That's part of, well, recording wise, that was my favorite. Like a, ex- like as the experience? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I remember that fondly. At CJ's bedroom. CJ's the, uh, volume ballroom. I oh, think okay. Called oh, yeah. his, his old yeah. studio, which was his like dirty bedroom. <laughs> CJ Sutton of In the Face Wars, yeah, fame. Uh, he was also in Remembering Years Later. Were you in that band? No, I was not. Uh, I believe. Well, we won't get into that. But no, Dan Shepard. Dish, Dan Shepard, and uh, Crafty. Crafty was in that band. John Rogers. Everything now. We should have him on the show. We should have all those guys on the show. Yeah. We should, have, we should have some ladies on the show, actually. I agree. <laughs> We've actually tried, but they were not available. They were like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> we've heard the sh- Well, we've heard about the show. Yeah. On the Bloomington Reddit. Oh. Uh, is, there a Bloomington, is there a Bloomington Reddit? Yeah. Oh. There's a Reddit for everything. I've never looked at Reddit. Oh, boy. No I wonder we're on the radio. I have not read it. Is it worth checking out? Reddit? This Reddit? Dot uh, com? It's, uh... Can be. Yeah. Is, it, is Reddit the dark web? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could get dark on Reddit. That's okay. true. Yeah. All right. You should go to I one of... To you learn. should go to some, uh, I don't know, music forum on Reddit. You know, some uh, subreddit. And there's, uh, a, there's a Vikings oh. and Medieval Norse, uh, you know, subreddit. Yeah. That people go and discuss things on do you go on there and school them? Uh, I don't really understand. I, I'm still behind the times a little bit on okay. this stuff. I know about it because people have said, hey, have you checked this out? Okay. And the answer is no, I have not <laughs> checked it out. You're too busy trying to catch up on Vikings Season 2. Yep. Well, you know, I, going back to your original question, I played in a band for a long time, so I was pretty behind. Uh, when I went to Iceland to do my Masters, everybody else was mostly fresh out of... Oh, sure. Or uh, undergraduate or something, you know, related. Are you an old guy in your program? I was the old man. Yeah. There was was one student older than me uh, from Seattle. She was really nice, but they called me dad. Okay. (laughs) I'm not that much older. I was 30 (laughs) when I started. Uh, You were not bilingual before you got into this, or were you? Nay. Nay. That means no. No. It means no in English as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's also, that's also horse speak, in case you didn't know. Oh, that's good. Wow, so you you speak three languages now. (laughs) Was that uh, the biggest hurdle? No, because everyone speaks English, and I still uh, have not figured out this language. Well, but you said the the stuff you're reading is all written in Old Norse. Yeah. No, uh, I, so... To back up, I, I applied for this program in 2014. Mm-hmm. was rejected. Oh. So I took a semester online through the wonderfully named University of the Highlands and Islands. Wow. Scotland. <laughs> uh, took three classes while working full-time and recording the first 
Snack Mountain mm-hmm. record. And uh, so I got familiar with Old Norse, Old Icelandic then. So going uh, to Iceland to learn it was not as difficult. I got some little preparatory stuff done. You Okay, so you mentioned just now yeah. that you were working on the Snack Mountain record, the yeah. first one, while you were in school. Yeah. And then a moment ago you said you have not been, you've been focusing on school, not making as much music. Right. But... I know that you are now making some more music. Right. Uh, is that a conscious thing or did it just feel like the right time or was it like, I need to get back into this? What What was the uh, impetus? Yeah. Well, you know, my, <laughs> uh, my dad mailed me a guitar. Okay. <laughs> I sent him a guitar in the mail because he knew I was, uh, I was missing it. Uh-huh. And there was, there was a, a guitar downstairs at this guest house that I lived at, but it was rotten. Uh, and so he mailed me that. And so I started, you know, getting back into writing songs. And it was nice, a nice break. And, uh, you know, I moved to Iceland specifically to do the Masters. And so now I'm in this realm that I wasn't prepared for. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was a little bit, I need a little bit more normalcy. And this was what was normal for me for right. a long time. was uh, playing some tunes with Buds. And so when I realized I was coming home for Christmas, I talked to Ben Lumsdane and he uh, set me up with a deal at, at Russian Recording we got to make some records and it or make some songs yesterday and it was felt really nice so my my plan of coming back and getting more like back to my roots if mm-hmm. you will sure it's, feel, it's feeling pretty good it's working out yeah yeah so far do you have plans for an album or what what or do you have plans for these songs other than just what getting what you need out of them I'd like to do something nice with them but I think it would be pretty hard. No one's going to want to release. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to tour or anything. I'm right. Over in Iceland. Well, I, might, I, I I played my first set in Iceland. Oh, no kidding. At a bar called Goikaren. Okay. <laughs> at a singer-songwriter showcase. So that, that felt nice to uh, finally do that over there. So yeah. After two years. Were you well-received? Uh, well, I was last okay. out of 10. Oh, great. That's where you want to be. Yep. The sweet spot. And uh, I had to keep reminding myself, uh, this is not my life anymore. You know, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to say I should go this place. Uh, but it was uh, it was mostly fine. Like a lot of like classmates, you know, showed up. So yeah, being supportive. That's great. Yeah, I'm in no rush to do it again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have you met um, other musicians over there? A few. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a really great uh, kind of indie rock band called uh Yon Thor and he he makes some good tunes uh I like and I also saw a band called Mamut that are really fantastic uh and they just put out put out a new record this year I they must have some kind of connection with KEXP because I see a lot of these Icelandic oh, okay. bands doing uh the videos mm-hmm. over there but people probably uh we're like hey you see you see B- uh, Bjork over there but uh you, you have right I, I passed her on the street yeah <laughs> see wow so people are right for asking yeah. that annoying question <laughs> yeah yeah uh I've I realized uh someone pointed out I lived about four houses well four or five houses away she lives you know kind of on the next street over from where I was living oh this huh. year but I had only just seen her Wearing a full body like orange camo suit uh, <laughs> to blend right in. Yeah, to blend in. She seemed nice. She was on the phone, so. Oh yeah, you don't want to bother someone on yeah, the phone. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. I had well, another celebrity sighting. Oh, yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, sure. Little Bub. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your first meeting of yeah. Lil Bub. The Bjork of cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. That's How'd that go? Thinking. How'd Bub treat you? She was a sweetheart. I did not realize she was so loud. Oh, she has with the gurgling and the, the yeah. snorting. And yeah, the breathing. right. Mm-hmm. But you've you spent... I've spent some quality a, a, time like with vacation Bub. with her. <laughs> so, <laughs> sort of, yeah, yeah. To Florida and back. That's right. Yeah, I went to Florida with Bub recently. Uh, Just a for a whirlwind trip. Uh, Mike was with us. Uh, Bub's dude, Mike, was also with us. Two Mikes and a Bub. <laughs> Two Mikes, one Bub. Oof. Yeah. Uh, we got pulled over at one point on that trip. We were speeding. Well, it was a speed trap, frankly. Uh, and uh, the cop came to the car and I had Bub in my lap. It didn't play into the thing at all, but we did not get a ticket. Did he know? Did the officer know Bub? If he did, he did not let on in any way. He didn't even seem to notice. Okay. But I do think that Bub's magic put a hedge of protection around us, which is what prevented us from getting a speeding ticket. And Mike doesn't like to put her in like a case or a cage or anything, right? She spent uh, uh, some of the time... uh, in a kennel, uh, just kind of depending on what what we were doing, okay. but she's she was uh, able to relax and she had a little spot in the back of the van, and then she spent a fair amount of time in my lap. That's sweet. Yeah, it was nice. We need to take Mike, a break. I was just about to say. Yeah. We need to take a break. Sure. Uh, how about we uh, play a song to yeah. go out on? Sure. Um, Whose turn is it to play a play a hit song? You or me, Mike? Oh, good question. I don't know. I got one for you. Oh yeah? How long is it? How long do you need? We only we only have we need we need one we need to fill the next one minute with a song. I got you right here, buddy. Alright. Lay it on me, Daddy. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, I got you right here, right now. Bye. Be sure, man's best friend is a mangy cur. I kind of favor the hog myself. How about a hand for the hog? You say a hog ain't nothing but a porky thing. Little porky feet with a nosy ring. Big limb feet, folks. How about a hand for the hog? Well, if you took an ocean, I bet a good hog will make a hell of a pet. You could teach him to ride in the hunt. You could clean him up and let him sit up front. All right, we're back. It's Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. Thanks for sticking with us on this late, late evening. We just heard. What did we just hear, Mike? That was a song called Spell by Emily Rayo. I'm guessing it's Rayo. R-E-O is the is her last name. But I, I've never heard anyone say it before. I've only read it. There's that band Rayo Speedwagon, uh-huh. that's how you say that. Yeah, so, so I think that's correct. Yeah. Before that, we heard The Garden from the album The Garden by The Garden. Just kidding, that's by <laughs> Carla Dal Forno. Came out this year, EP on the uh, Blackest Ever Black label. You've played a, f- a few of her tunes for me before, but I don't know very much about her. Can you tell us what her deal is? I don't know her deal. Oh. <laughs> I just uh, like her records I've heard. 
Yeah, that's. I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if you knew where (laughs) she came from or how you heard about her or or anything. I don't know anything other than what you've shown me. Yeah, maybe we can have her on the show sometime. Let's do that. That's a good idea. What her deal is. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. That could be a new stigma on the show. What's your deal? (laughs) I think it would go well. Zach, if someone asks you what your what your deal is, what is your deal? How much time you got? Oh, we got it. 50, 50 <laughs> okay. minutes. Yeah. Well, it's a tough question to answer. Yeah. Could you sum it up in song? Well, are there, the a, couple, are there could, a couple songs that you've been into lately that we there, could play on the show? Oh, there's one in particular All right. that sums up uh, your my deal. deal. Yeah. There's a few tones you can ask that question in, though. It's, it's like, true. What's your deal? Yeah. It sounds, yeah, a little aggressive. Yeah. Or a, oh, hey, what's your deal? You don't hear that tone ever. Yeah. Very often. Yeah. yeah. What's your deal, bud? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Or uh, you know, you're you're making, you know, an agreement with somebody. Hey, what's uh, what's your deal? What's your deal? Yeah. Let's find out. Right or now. or if you're in the Las Vegas casino <laughs> and you're asking the blackjack boy, "What's your deal?" <laughs> Cuz you want to know what's going on in his life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never been to Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. We should take the show to do a live from Las Vegas. That sounds like a great idea. Get uh, Wayne Newton and uh-huh. the Tigers. Britney and Spears. Britney Spears. Celine Is she Dion. out there now? I yeah. believe so, yeah. Wow. Three shows nightly. And a breakfast show. Wow, really? No, but I mean, <laughs> I just assumed. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty warm out there Yeah. in Vegas. That's what I remember the most. Mm. 100, <clears throat> 120 at night Ooh. when I was there last not for me. Not you can't for me. live in that. You can't live in that kind of climate. <laughs> yeah, that's unsustainable. What they got out there? The pizza rat pack. Nice. Boy, you're really <laughs> going hard on this pizza rat thing today. <laughs> yeah, you've a topical <laughs> from things from a year or two ago. Yeah, is it, is it back in the news cycle? The pizza <laughs> rat. I'm bringing it back. Okay, it's just rolling around yeah. in Jared's brain. Hey, speaking of songs. Yeah. Uh, Zach. Yes. How about you pick pick a couple songs? Sure. For us to play here on Unspoken Requests. Yeah, Zach, what do you like? The world's only Unspoken Request. What are you listening to lately over there in Iceland? <clears throat> I've been listening to an awful lot of Van Morrison lately. My dad uh, got me uh, listening to Van Morrison with the, with the greatest hits. Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah. Uh, Domino. I hate, Domino. It, yeah. Yeah. I hate Brown Eyed Girl. I'm just going to say it. Lem- I, don't, I hope I never hear that song again. That bad. What your your experience? Hear, I don't know it's a, if it's a bad song. I just never want to hear it again. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, for two months of my life, I had to hear Real Big Fish play that song <laughs> every <laughs> single night. <laughs> we didn't mention earlier Zach's band Rodeo Ruby Love toured with uh, Fifth Wave ska legends Real Big Fish. That's true. Through a strange sequence of events, and they covered that tune every night. Wow. And not just Why? this. Like, okay, great fellas. Yeah, great fellas. sure. But they had... I'd never seen a band do this, and I understand why. But they had everything planned. All stage banter. Every communication. Every uh, minute of the set That's was... That's how this show is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I saw the notes before. <laughs> I've been at, I've been going off the script a little. Sure. So I, mm-hmm. I apologize. But, no problem. But, uh, so you could, you could take a little nap... You know, and just wake up and know exactly where they were. And they did it the same night after night? Night after night. Wow. And did it, did they sell it? Like, 
people ate it up. Yeah, and the, and the fans, it never, well, not that the fans would know, but it's like, it never felt stale. It was like, they were there, they were doing the show, this is they the were, show. They were all in. That's impressive. And I, yeah, because I couldn't do it. Yeah. They it don't takes, have fish heads following them on the road who catch it. Oh, catch for on, sure. They, they do, who go to multiple shows. Yeah, know? and they still lose their minds for these things. Wow. They would do this this one uh, one uh, little little thing on stage where they would play a song in different styles. So they do like a country version mm-hmm. or a rock, you know, metal version of this like part of a song. And it's you know, it's a, they've been doing this. This was the twentieth anniversary of the, yeah of the one record, and so people have been seeing this for for years and years, and they still go crazy. Wow, it was a strange. Experience. I guess it becomes a familiar thing you can just kind of like count on sure and you know what's coming and you love it and it's yeah. like listen to this record over and over again in a way yeah because some some people when bands show up they don't want you know they don't want to hear new stuff yeah they want to hear the familiar that's things. true i mean i'm i'm impressed every time i see uh, and i have some friends who are comedians in town and it's like you do the same set essentially yeah night after night and you got to make it feel new each time that's that seems like an impossibility yeah to me i mean it <clears throat> Spending time with you two, it doesn't seem difficult to write new jokes, but I think it really is. <laughs> well, it comes naturally, yeah. does. Yeah, <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> I mean, the pizza rat has had me in pieces over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this is uh, this song is is uh, that you're going to play is a, one of my favorite Van Morrison songs uh, that uh, makes me move. Oh, great! It's a it's a bopper and. Uh, Sums up my feelings uh, when I'm trying to write my uh, funding application or <laughs> things in Iceland. It's Great. called I'm not feeling it anymore. Here we go. Unspoken request with Jared and Mike. We're joined this episode with Zach Melton. Zach, tell us about the last couple songs we just heard. Uh, well, that that song was by the Alessi Brothers, uh, Seabird, and I actually uh, heard that song. So I, I have to fly into Chicago when I come from Reykjavik. Uh, it's the cheapest flight you can get to get back to Indiana, and I took the mega bus down with my good friend Ellen Deco. And we were just trading uh, YouTubes back and forth. And she showed me this song, and I thought it was really, really nice song. It's a nice song. Yeah, it was great. That's all I know about it. Everything else she showed me, I didn't like. But <laughs> that one, though. Yeah. So you at least had sick. something to yeah. say. Oh, no, that was good. <laughs> Zach, uh, oh, let me just say, welcome back to Unspoken Requests. As we said before, we're about... We're a little over midway through the show, so in case you're tuning in now, uh, we're here with our old pal, Zach Melton, who is studying uh, 
Viking history or how more specifically should I say that? Well, okay. This it's a difficult question to answer. Yeah. But uh, I am now working on uh, reception studies. Oh, so like answering phones. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Typing up you uh-huh. know, memos. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I did my master's in Viking and medieval studies. Okay. And now I'm in the comparative literature program. And so my project is to look through different novels, historical novels, uh, and different literature to figure out how the modern idea of Vikings were created. Ah, I see. And also to answer the question, I'm sure you remember, and most people remember the unsettling events of Charlottesville this year. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, medieval symbolism there. Oh. uh, Tied to these white nationalists, white supremacy. So I also wanted to answer how this sort of developed. Yeah, So that's what I'm looking into. Okay. I didn't know that it was tied to, well, anything modern and specifically... Uh, this rise in uh, bigotry. Yeah, it's it's been a hot topic in the field. Okay, uh, but mostly in defensive terms. So a lot of scholars writing blog posts and articles how to sever these ties. Yeah. from white supremacy. So what kind of what what kind of um, what are they borrowing? I guess from from uh, that culture. So part of it is uh, goes to the religion. Okay, um, and. Uh, these Alcatru networks and and they um, believe that you can only be enlightened by this religion if you have this like northern Germanic past uh, so there's a little bit of that oh so there's a little bit of like nationalism it, in the old religion n- not not uh, in other places like the Icelandic uh, pagan religion is pretty you know they welcome everybody yeah. and I think it's much more of like a community okay. build. you just go have coffee and hang right. out with people uh, but here in the states, yeah, there's they toe the line pretty well, and uh, I I discovered there's a there's a one of these hate groups in uh, Oregon mm-hmm. called the Wolves of Vinland. Whoa! And so Vinland, of course, is the Nordic term, Old Norse term for North America. Okay. Uh, the Vinland sagas they crossed, you know, went to Greenland and came over to Canada, Nova Scotia, and, and these places. And so there's also that that white people were the first to discover ah, northern germanic mm-hmm. versus southern italian and so in the 19th century you had a lot of this tension you know the germanic and scandinavian settlers didn't really like the catholic and southern uh european settlers okay. so like it's kind of this like superiority sort of thing so there's a lot of that and then uh the thing that got me interested was at, at the Charlottesville. there's this icelandic symbol it goes back to kind of like it's not so much a medieval, but it's more of a kind of a folktale, folklore, uh, magic kind of symbol that means like victory. Okay. I think it's called the Ayas Hjalmar, and uh, some guy had that drawn onto his helmet uh-huh. while he's marching through. And uh, and I've, there's just some websites explaining each symbol that they saw at Charlottesville and like their connection to. Uh, different medieval ideas and the crusades and stuff like that so it's really fascinating so are there maybe you don't know this but are there uh, this seems like you have to do some digging to get to some of these things so are there like scholarly people doing the research for the hate groups that are or I mean uh, I don't know exactly how I'm trying to say this but someone's doing their homework basically yeah some uh, there's not been 
a lot of discussion. Like I said, a lot of it has been more uh, in defensive terms, but like the uh, Southern Law, Southern Poverty Law. Yeah, Southern Poverty Law Center. Yep. They they kind of put together this like symbol, like so you can see like what these symbols actually mean and why people okay. were, were using them. So they they were helping out. I actually contacted our our friend Dr. Grunewald. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If uh, he never answered my email, but I still <laughs> reached out to him. <laughs> You're listening, Dr. Jeff. I'm supposed to pick up a package for him today, so yeah, maybe, uh, maybe uh, I'll leave him, give a, him note. a nugget yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, so there's been some some work on it, and uh, uh, there's been some really great uh, female scholars in the past, Geraldine Barnes, Annette Kolodny, who have discussed roundabout these sort of things, more about uh, American writers and uh, you know people who wrote about Vikings and wrote about Vinland and that sort of thing. But uh, racism is always a part of it. It has since the beginning, but no one's really dived headfirst into it. And I've had to wade through some really nasty yeah, things. I bet. Uh, I had to get on that storm front. Oh, but sure. So, so I'm sure I'm on some FBI watch right. list now. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the equivalent is in Iceland. I don't think they have an FBI there. But That's laid back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to him when yeah, he's a threat. We'll get, yeah. uh, so what kind of um, defense mechanisms are the scholars putting out there to, se- to sever these kind of ties that you uh, mentioned one of the big things is to is to try to get more um, more of a diverse crowd into medieval studies uh, because it's generally white um, th- I've heard a lot of people say that it's more more males but I, I, I've worked with with many brilliant females um, but again all for the most part Caucasian and so it's a very small minority in medieval studies um, and particularly in Old Norse uh, medieval studies, so that's that's one of the steps is try to get more people involved. And to try, I, I, some people have tried to show that um, the medieval world was not as segregated; that it was very mixed, especially with places like Rome, um, the Roman Empire, and different things like that. Uh, where there's a lot of different types of people moving round and about. So those, those are uh, some of the top things, and for, for professors and academics to specifically state in their classes, like, you know, I know that this is thought about in a certain way, but it's not true, you know, um, that the, you know, Viking Age was not very concerned with race and more concerned, I mean, it's much smaller, probably more like clans and, and different things like that, and who was serving which... See uh, Jarl who is paying them enough money. You know, that's what they were sure. concerned about. Oh, yeah, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those Jarls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a lot more intense than I thought. Yeah. Um, but it's been it's been fun reading through, like, I've been reading through a couple novels. Um, Edison Marshall's The Viking. There's a, a writer from Chicago named Ati Lilienkrantz. Okay. <laughs> And she wrote a number of um, books around the turn of the century. One is called The Thrall of Leaf the Lucky. And that's, it's very interesting. And uh, they made that into a film, a silent film in 1928. Oh, okay. And the end of the film is just wonderful. Uh, it ends with Leif Erikson stepping onto the North American continent mm-hmm. and taking a cross necklace and placing it around the neck of a native. Whoa. Then the camera pans over to what is known as the Newport Tower. The Newport Tower was this structure found in Rhode Island that people were convinced uh, was a Viking Age stronghold. 
It was built in the 1700s, uh, many years after they had left. Uh, so it pans over to this as if it were a real thing. As the Star Spangled Banner starts playing in the background. What? <laughs> <laughs> so you got you got Christianity, nationalism, and like bogus artifacts, and that pretty much sums up the American experience with Vikings. Yeah. You know. Sort of oh, that's why I made that crack earlier about you know uh, mythology and whatnot. Yeah. Because it's like I have, you know, my concept of a Viking is like a horned helmet, right. you know, and like Yosemite Sam with a shield, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, can you give us, um, if you have them at the ready, some of your favorite uh, Viking facts that you've learned, uh, or some some things that you that got you to the point you're at now, where it's like, because uh, sure. I mean. Uh, like you said, you've been reading about this for years. Yeah. Um, I think the, the the first thing that got me interested was just how far they traveled during the Viking Age and how different out, how many different outcomes there were. Uh, so in some instances, like coming to coming to North America, they the settlement lasted only three winters, according to the sagas, which again we don't know if it's accurate or not. Uh, and they didn't get along well with the natives and the the weather was cold, so they just left. So it didn't work. But they settled Iceland and Greenland during this time. Uh, they were given chunks of land in France, Normandy, which r- means Northman, Nor- Normandy. Okay. Uh, by the French king, too. Like, he was tired of them stealing and burning things down. He said, okay, look, if I just give you this, will you leave me alone? But one condition, you have to stop other people from doing it. So that's what Normandy was, and that's why they kind of were their own thing for so long, because they didn't uh, respect the king. And then they tried to conquer England, didn't really work out, so they just settled in half of it. Uh, you know, they got to Greece, they were in North Africa, and so they, they were just everywhere. And it, and it was never the same outcome, and I thought that was fascinating. They were just they were just great opportunists. Uh you know, if they could settle this place, cool, we'll take it. Is there any indication that it was kind of like a Napoleon thing? Uh, like con- they were conquerors, or was it more like you were saying, like a oh, here's an opening, <laughs> let's slip in? Yeah, because they were, uh, they were very smart. They seemed to know because they they had traded. You know, the people from Scandinavia had traded plenty of times with people from England and France, and and so when they just showed up with their axes and swords i think everyone was a little confused like we just like gave these guys some you know stuff last year and now they want to take things they're just feeling ornery they got a wild hair yeah and uh but they they seemed to know when france and england were in political turmoil and that's when they would strike Uh. knowing that they couldn't really do anything and in some cases yeah they just wanted to especially the monasteries had a lot of money a lot of uh valuable so they would just go take stuff from there um, and only, only near the end, and I think more specifically after the conversion to Christianity in the Northern Lands, did they th- start thinking about conquest in that sense. I think before it was just get rich quick. Yeah. Sort of thing. Just kind of like, this is what life is. Yeah. Yeah, we just go through it. And there, it. there's a, a hundred theories about uh, why it started and why they just decided to start stealing instead of trading, but uh, I'm sure it's a lot of different things mixed into one. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, not totally Viking-related, but, you know, Iceland has all these manuscripts. For some reason, in the 1200s, they decided to write everything down. And so there's hundreds and hundreds more 
uh, manuscripts of sagas, this, these f stories, and uh, legal manuscripts and different things, more than any other Scandinavian country put together. And so there's this really rich literary uh. culture here. They're very proud of it. Um, and I have had the opportunity to like work in this institute that houses these old manuscripts and you know, wow. see, able to touch them. You know? Yeah. Super cool. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, and they're uh, they're very serious, you know, about it. Yeah. So serious that they started building a uh, a new building to house it in over three years ago, and it's still just a hole in the ground. Wow. Because we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the word? Thetarethes. It's <laughs> close. <laughs> Zach, I'd like to introduce you to Jared. Che hey, He's Jared. A, what yeah. are you? He's, He's a, typing his manifesto. I was just doing uh, our, some, uh, some of the show's accounting. Oh, good. Uh, How are we doing? How are the time books? to do it, right? <laughs> While we're on the sh doing yeah. the show? Yes. Get in touch with the sponsors. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, sponsors. Yeah, that is a good idea. I don't think we're allowed to have sponsors. No, though. I think you're right. We can have underwriters. All right. That's a good idea. Can you, yeah, if you can get on the phone right now. I'd like some calls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Jared from Unspoken Requests. Looking for a sponsor. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, we're not allowed to have sponsors. It's going to have to be kind of under the table. So we can't mention your product or service on the air. So we'll just have to take the money. <laughs> but Viking style. Yeah, right. Yeah. Get it laundered <laughs> by just our accountant, out. Zach Melton, here. Oh, okay. All right. You got, okay, you, you secured some. Uh... No, but I'm winking. Can't see that on the air. <laughs> uh, should we play some more music? Yeah. Great. Here's local band, local rock band, Bug, with I Don't Want to oh. Hear It. On the pop wig. Welcome Spoken back to requests. Unspoken Requests. With Mike and Jared. Yeah. And Zach. And Zach. Melton. From Rodeo Ruby Love, Away with Vega, and now Snack Mountain. How much more time do you think you'll be in Iceland? How many more? Uh... <coughs> I just started a four-year program. Four years. So probably five more years. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little... uh phd joke there that's a good one if we had a <coughs> track, this thing on? i would just uh yeah cool well, you, and you're still enjoying you're still enjoying your studies yeah well you know uh as i said before is sometimes it gets a little heavy sure uh with the uh some of the nasty white supremacy stuff that i have to look into but uh some of the other stuff is is pretty fun and uh i've 
I've got a good support team over there, so. And four years sounds like a good time to be out of the United States right about now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not sending any political messages over the over the airwaves. Yeah, anything, wouldn't dream of it. Seems like uh, as soon as I left, things fell apart, so I apologize for that. Well, we appreciate the uh, thought anyway. <laughs> yeah. We wish you could have done something about it. Are there some, whenever you come and visit the United States these days, are there certain things that you like to do, places you like? You got to go to McDonald's restaurants. You really? I, I I don't know what it is. As soon as I get back, I have to go. There's no McDonald's in Reykjavik. So there was at one point uh, at the American Air Force Base. Ah. Uh, and it closed down when the Americans left. And there's this rumor that I don't know if it's true. You can maybe use your computer to Google this, but the last value meal from that McDonald's was under like a glass case on display out at the airport but i don't know if that's actually true i hope it is true oh that sounds great maybe you can go out there and just smell it once in yeah. a while yeah uh frank was there recently frank our friend frank and uh and burke also came oh no kidding and stephen boyd was out there as well no kidding right around the same time wow they all kind of overlapped these the were big reunion f- show yeah former band members and, and good friends <laughs> Uh, but Frank told me that a hot dog was like $8. It was, yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing. I like to drink uh, the affordable beer. Mm-hmm. So everyone gives me gives me a hard time when I come back to the States and I just drink PBR. Yeah. Hams. But it's, you know, I like to spend just a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to seven for about the same quality. Jared only drinks the good stuff. That's, that's one thing about Jared. What's your favorite... Uh, Beer, Jared. I know you're. What's the most expensive one? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I yeah. asked. That's what I thought. Are you still? Do you do you drink beer these days? Mike? I don't care for beer. Okay. Um, it tastes bad. Yes, but I do like um to hit the hard stuff. Ooh, now and again. You got to try. Uh, well, Eric's out of town now, but uh, next time I come, we there's this uh, traditional Icelandic schnapps oh. called Brennevin. Okay. I uh licorice. Oh, okay. And it's intense. Great. I'll uh, hit it. Yeah. If you like the hard stuff. Yeah. That's what I that's all I care about. I, I like to go hard and fast and then be done with it. If you <laughs> know what I mean. Forget. Hey, we're out of time. Are we out of time? Yeah. My goodness. Thanks for joining us, Zach. Hey, it's a pleasure. Delight to have you. Mike, thanks for being here as always. <laughs> Thank you for uh always having me here. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> thanks to our sponsors. That's right. Thanks to our there new sponsors. There are no sponsors. <laughs> All right. We're going to hear last. We're going to hear from the colleagues. Bill Bono, Tommy Van, Rick Johnson, Jack Dallas with Didn't We. See you next time. This time we almost made. The pieces fit Didn't we girl This time we almost made Some sense of it Oh, didn't we girl 